This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. This episode is part of a series that I'm releasing over the course of the next few weeks, designed to help entrepreneurs learn how to make what I call the eight-figure shift. This is for the entrepreneur who's hit a certain level of success at multiple six, seven, or eight figures, but is having a hard time breaking through to the next level. So chances are, if you're this entrepreneur, you might be overworked, stressed out, or at times feel like you have to run just to stay even, let alone get ahead. You might be frustrated that you have way too many small things that get in the way of you focusing on all the big stuff that really matters. You might crave a sense of control and balance in your life, and you'll do just about anything to get that back. In the past, you may have chased after results by working harder. You tried working longer. And you've brought work home with you. You work while you're on vacation. You've multitasked while you're driving, eating, and you know literally all the other places. And yet it hasn't helped. The more you do, the more you find out there's left to be done. It is a vicious cycle. Now, I want to let you in on a little secret. Working harder is not the answer. It will not get you the results that you crave. Definitely not at the level you're at. In fact, at this level, the harder that you work, the fewer the chances that you'll be able to accomplish what really matters. Now, I know this sounds easy or trite, but hang in there with me as I walk you through why the exact ways of operating that got you this far are the very things keeping you and your business from growing exponentially. You can think of your business as a vehicle with a gas pedal and a brake pedal. The strategies and tactics are the gas pedal. But all the gas in the world won't get your business anywhere if you're unconsciously slamming on the brakes. Now, most entrepreneurs don't realize when this is happening, and their response is to press harder on the gas. But this only leads to more frustration, more stuckness, more wear and tear. Here's the counterintuitive truth. Unlocking rapid progress and exponential growth in all areas of your life and business sometimes requires you to take your foot off the brake rather than pressing harder on the gas. So rather than working harder and longer, constantly looking for ways to do more, hiring more people, using more strategies, systems, or spending more on marketing and advertising, the eight-figure shift framework helps entrepreneurs upgrade their mind to become the person who can build and run their dream business by doing the deep inner work to come into alignment between who they are, that is their thoughts, their beliefs, their mental state, their habits, their decisions, actions, and the results that they're trying to create in their business and life. All the way from exponentially growing their revenues to working and stressing less while experiencing more freedom, fulfillment, and fun. When they do this, they skyrocket their business in a fraction of the time and the journey of growing their business becomes effortless. This is a new paradigm for entrepreneurs who want to create both business success and personal well-being. 
all while making a massive impact in the world. In this episode, I want to help you realize the invisible blocks that might be sabotaging your efforts to grow your business. So you know the exact shifts you need to make to scale to eight figures and beyond without working harder or stressing more. These blocks are your beliefs. Our beliefs are the views that we have about ourselves, about others, and the world as a whole. They determine how we think things are and how they're supposed to be. In fact, how we see the world is completely determined by what we've decided to believe about it. Your current business and personal reality is a direct reflection of your strongest beliefs. So your beliefs about life and business are basically decisions that you make about life and business. That's how you operate. There are often conclusions that you came to at a very young age, and you've been carrying that with you ever since. So if a parent repeatedly told you that money is a root of all evil, or it takes a lot of sacrifice and struggle to create success, or work is inherently stressful, then you probably took that in and came to the same conclusion, the same unconscious decision. And over the course of your life, you've repeated that decision over and over and over again. And as a result, the neural networks in your brain that represent that decision slowly become stronger and stronger, like a really well-worn rut in a dirt road. So over time, as you unconsciously paid selective attention to the evidence that supported the decision, even though it was never really true, your brain's filters ignored any evidence that proved otherwise. So often these beliefs right below our conscious awareness, but they're impacting everything in how we make decisions in really significant ways. So through these invisible feedback loops, we're basically always creating these false limitations for ourselves that really prevent us from fulfilling our highest potential. As a consequence of this, your mind blocks you from taking the actions that will likely grow your business, make you more money, allow you to have more free time or feel happier because it just filters out all those things. Most of the time, these beliefs are invisible to us because they appear to us as truth. They actually don't appear to us as beliefs. So we never actually think to question them. So most of us don't realize that we have them in the first place. So they can be really hard to change. These beliefs actually get internalized when we're really young. And then we move through life creating experiences to match our beliefs. So this is really important. We reorganize our life. Reality reorganizes itself to match our beliefs, not the other way around. So your reality is a direct reflection of what you believe to be true. And rather than actually working from the inside out, most people try to change their external world, even though their internal beliefs are pointing to something very, very different. So if you're not where you want to be in your life or in your business, then take a close look at your beliefs. Chances are you have some beliefs that are keeping you from what you desire. Now, the key to changing these patterns of thinking is to actually see the faulty logic behind each. So over the past 15 years, I've had the privilege of working with hundreds of entrepreneurs and I've seen some patterns. And I want to walk you through some very, very common dysfunctional patterns that most people employ as strategies because they think it'll get them the results that they want, but it actually proves to be really counterproductive. The first one is just work harder, work longer. This is something we've internalized just from culture, from society, from our families. We just think that the solution is always to do more, to work harder, to work longer. 
to stay busy, to have no free time or space. Next, add more to the business to grow it. Work harder and longer. Do more, stay busy, have no free time or space. Add more to the business to make it grow. Hire more people. Throw resources, time, and effort at the problem. Be really essential to the business functions and retain control to ensure that things work. Wait until the business goals are met in order to feel happy and successful. Create from a deficit, feel like you're one down, guilt, shame, and punish yourself to motivate yourself to perform. Really throw on the pressure, really throw on the stress. Because when you use stress and pressure to create urgency, then you can drive results. Build a life around the business to make sure things don't fall apart. Always be available. Always stay connected to the business. Don't take time off. Source your core needs from the business, from your employees and from your clients. Trade your health, sanity, and quality of life for success. Now, even though you might not consciously believe in these, you might be unconsciously acting from these beliefs. So I want you to take yourself off the hook because this is an unconscious pattern that's below your level of awareness. Now, I also want to tell you about the psychology behind this because it's really important to understand. The source of all these dysfunctional patterns is actually your wounded ego. I want to make a critical point before we continue. The ego is not the bad guy. It's here to protect us, to make sure we desire to protect us. But like anything and everything, it has two sides. One side is in harmony with our functional self and how we interact with others, our experiences. And the other is heavily influenced by our conditioned beliefs, our programming, and how those beliefs cause us to react to others and our experience. So you do not need to eliminate the ego. You simply need to do the inner work that allows you to know when to listen to it and when to not. The dark or wounded part of the ego makes us cling to our emotional wounds. When we experience certain emotional wounds, especially as children, who are not guided in terms of how to deal with them, how to heal them, the wounds actually stay with us. So this lack of guidance means that we're likely to carry these unskilled ways of relating to ourselves into adulthood. The wounds become familiar and as painful or not, we become identified with them. They become a part of us. So my wounded self, like everyone's, came into being when I didn't receive the love that I needed. And I decided that it was my fault. I decided that I wasn't good enough. I hid my core self and I went about trying to figure out how to and I went about trying to figure out how to be, to get love, to avoid pain and to feel safe. I developed many of these false beliefs about myself and others. And I learned to be very judgmental towards myself, to have control over getting myself to do the right things and do the things right so that others would like me and not get angry at me or reject me. This is a very, very, very deeply unconscious mechanism designed to source the love that we want, to source the acceptance to be wanted, to be desired, to get our needs met. So the wounded ego, unfortunately, doesn't inherently feel safe, worthy, or enough. A healed, healthy ego is at a place where it feels inherently safe, inherently worthy, inherently enough. So most people who haven't gone on that inner journey to heal those wounds, to work through this stuff, inherently don't feel safe. They don't feel worthy and they don't feel enough. Everything that we do in our life and business is an attempt to feel these things, 
to feel safe, to feel worthy, to feel enough. But our unconscious efforts to do this, to source this feeling, often creates suffering and dysfunction in the process. So you unconsciously try to be in control of everything as a way, as a misguided way to create safety. So this keeps you micromanaging. It keeps you over-involved and makes you the main bottleneck in the business. Your company cannot scale past your resource constraints of time, energy, effort, and mental bandwidth. So this wounded ego has basically internalized a parent's critical voice, which it now uses to manipulate behavior. So you unconsciously create pressure, stress, you're harsh, critical, and judgmental of yourself. And because that's how you were motivated as a kid, and you fear that if you don't keep pushing yourself in this way, you will end up being overindulgent, lazy, and everything will fall apart. What you need to understand is that a mind under pressure doesn't actually perform at its peak. And this also gets projected on your employees and your team, and that affects their performance as well. So the wounded ego causes entrepreneurs to source their core needs from the business rather than sourcing it internally. So you unconsciously might be sourcing validation from the business. So you don't hire employees who will be truly independent that come preloaded with solutions and might be even smarter than you in that area. You may like being needed. So you don't take enough time away from the business to get some perspective and work on the big picture. So you keep starting fires. So you have something to fight. You jump from problem to problem. You might be so stuck in the day-to-day that the things that only you can do just don't get done or they don't get done. Now, I want to walk you through the key reasons why your business might be stuck and the exact shifts you need to make. Reason number one is that your business is just too complex. So when your business is too complex, you have way too many offers, too many products, channels, projects, funnels, and other moving parts. A complex business is exponentially harder to scale. Complexity creates chaos and chaos creates stress. Your mind and body as a CEO need to absorb and contain the stress just to keep the lights running, which is absolutely unsustainable. Complexity takes a lot more energy to manage and keeps you way too overwhelmed to think straight. It makes you sabotage your growth because you can barely handle this and you will not allow your business to get bigger because if it does, then you just might collapse. So the eight-figure shift here is that the business must get simpler as it gets bigger. In fact, as the CEO, it is your number one job to simplify as much as possible because a simpler business is much, much, much easier to scale. The business must get simpler as it gets bigger. Which brings us to reason number two. You are doing too much without enough leverage. So you are too involved, you are attached to being in control, and you've become the biggest bottleneck. You delegate tasks rather than results. You hire low-level executors who need constant direction rather than the leaders who will take responsibility for the outcomes. The business cannot scale beyond your time, your energy, your attention, and your effort ceiling, and therefore it doesn't. And you subconsciously block its growth because you're beyond maxed out. Your schedule is too full of 10 to $1,000 per hour tasks, and you're neglecting the high leverage activities that only you can do. So you dare not take any time off because things would fall apart. And you're starting to resent the business because it owns you. And you thought when you started this business that it was gonna be the other way around. So the eight-figure shift is that as the business gets bigger, the entrepreneur must work less on more impactful things. Reason number three, you are not as effective as you could be. 
your mind might be too noisy, too cluttered, and too overwhelmed. You waste a lot of time in negative mental and emotional states that create a lot of stress. When you're under stress, you're not as creative, as effective, as productive, and you make poorer decisions. You're constantly suffering the past, future pacing from fear, self-critical, arguing with reality. You want to feel you want to feel clear, decisive, effective, and focused, but something always seems to get in the way of you doing your best work and feeling your best. You don't control your mental and emotional states. External circumstances in your business and life and other people do. So if you can't lead yourself, you cannot lead your business. The eight-figure shift is that the quality of your state of mind determines the growth and sustainability of your business. If you're in a low-performance state of mind, then you're going to have a low-performing business. A chaotic, cluttered, noisy, stressed-out mind isn't conducive to making the decisions that will take your business to the next level. Number four, you haven't become the entrepreneur who can build and run your dream business. So you're not currently working from the identity of the CEO who already has that eight or nine figure business that you want, who already has the beliefs, the thoughts, the habits, the perceptions that create the results that you want. You're working from your current identity and you keep getting results that your current identity is optimized for. So if you're wondering, what is your current identity? Your current life and your current business is a direct reflection of your current identity. So the results that you have right now in all areas of your life are a perfect mirror for your subconscious identity. You need to become the person who has the capacity to run the business that you want to be running. You must step into the identity first before the reality around you catches up, which means you have to make those $10 million decisions before you hit eight figures. Most people get this backwards. Most people think that once they hit eight figures, then they'll start acting like that eight-figure CEO. They'll start making those $10 million decisions. They'll start having those $10 million thought patterns. They'll start embodying that identity in $10 million habits. But you have to do it before you actually get that goal. It's exactly the other way around. If you don't start embodying the identity of the CEO who already has the business that you want, you will keep sabotaging the growth of your business because you will unconsciously resist anything that is incongruent with who you think you are and how you operate. Who you are in your mind, that is in your beliefs, in your thoughts, in your feelings and habits, must be aligned with the kind of business that you want. Operating and making decisions from your next level self starting now. So the eight-figure shift is that the business grows effortlessly when who you're being in your beliefs, in your thoughts, feelings, and actions is perfectly aligned with what you want. And you can just ask yourself this, are you being the person who can run the business that you want to be running? Are you, do your dominant thought patterns reflect that? Do the feelings and mental states that you spend most of your time in match what you want to create? Are your actions aligned with what you want? If the answer is no, then no amount of effort, no amount of grind, no amount of hustle, no amount of money thrown in ads or marketing is going to compensate for that. Look, the bottom line is that the more the business grows, the more you have to be able to step away from it, the less you should be doing, and the more high impact your time spent in it needs to be. You need to start thinking, feeling, and acting like a $10 million CEO right now. 
to be able to open the time, space, and opportunities to make that happen. When you start to embody the next level version of yourself and start acting as if, reality catches up quickly. If you want to build a business that is truly limitless and scales way beyond you, you must first step into the identity of the limitless entrepreneur. So I want to walk you through the identity of the limitless entrepreneur. So this is an identity that you need to install in your mind to be able to exponentially grow in a fraction of the time that it takes most people. So the limitless entrepreneur is someone who takes the skills and talents of an entrepreneur and combines them with the heart and mission of a change maker who really wants to make an impact in the world. The limitless entrepreneur uses his or her influence to make the world a better place rather than just be motivated by personal gain. Limited entrepreneurs run out of steam and passion once they hit a certain amount of wealth and they lose momentum. At this point, they become jaded and start resenting the business. Some of them sabotage themselves to create a challenge and actually give themselves a kick in the pants using breakdowns to create a breakthrough. You don't need to create suffering. You can just go from good to great. So this dysfunctional dynamic keeps them looping between pain and pleasure, feast and famine. The limitless entrepreneur operates from a larger than themselves mission that allows them to be fueled by a limitless source of inspiration. This allows them to play the infinite game of growth and impact rather than a finite game of acquiring money and possessions that really quickly gets boring. Next, the limited entrepreneur is primarily motivated by money and operates from a deep state of insecurity, not enoughness and scarcity. The limited entrepreneur is never quite there, right? They project this future point when they'll make that certain level of money the limited entrepreneur lives in separation from that point in the future when they'll finally have the money that'll allow them to feel safe, that'll allow them to feel enough, that'll allow them to feel abundance. They spend their entire life trying to build a business as a solution to this feeling, to fill this void. And even when they manage to make massive amounts of money, they just find that the void just can't be filled and the emptiness persists. Some people, when they hit one goal, they immediately create another goal and start to feel the separation from that. So they never quite arrive. They're always on this journey of feeling far and separated from actually who they want to be and what they want. On the other hand, the limitless entrepreneur has a passion for what they do, and they do it not because they want to make the money, but because they love the thing that they're doing. That said, they value and respect money and they make a lot of it as that's a natural byproduct of making an impact in the world. The limited entrepreneur fights to stay the same. They fight to protect what they have and stay in their comfort zone, avoiding the edges. The limitless entrepreneur is someone who is motivated by constant growth and evolution. In fact, the growth itself is profoundly satisfying and fulfilling for them. They challenge the status quo, they look for ways to improve, and they don't let problems stand in the way of progress. The limitless entrepreneur is forward-thinking, motivated, and driven by results. The limited entrepreneur sees a problem or an obstacle as a wall, while the limitless entrepreneur sees them as an opportunity to level up in some way and be in order to be able to rise up to the challenge. The limited entrepreneur sees business as a means to an end, while the limitless entrepreneur sees entrepreneurship as a vehicle and ultimate container for their personal, spiritual, and emotional development.
as a place to gain self-awareness and fully actualize themselves and their potential. The limited entrepreneur unconsciously uses their business to source their core needs and creates dysfunction as a result. So the core needs are approval or validation, control, safety or security, belonging, and uniqueness or feeling special. So if you're sourcing approval or control or belonging or feeling unique or special from your business, from your clients, from your employees, then you're creating dysfunctional dynamics in your business. Your business is not there to fill your core needs. That is something you have to learn to do within yourself. The limitless entrepreneur has done the inner work to create the boundaries between themselves and their business and is sourcing their core needs internally, allowing the business to be a vehicle for impact and customer value, not their needs. The limited entrepreneur operates from a fundamental state of scarcity, whether it's in terms of time, money, energy, capacity, effort, resources, market share, while the limitless entrepreneur operates from a state of abundance in terms of all those things. And when they don't, they have the self-awareness and the emotional leadership capacity to navigate themselves back home. The limited entrepreneur works in the business. They source their worth from the doing, while the limitless entrepreneur works on the business with very high leverage and has decoupled their worth from what they do in the business. They operate more as the strategic visionary, the transformational coach, and the conscious leader. So these are the three sub-archetypes of the limitless entrepreneur. The strategic visionary, the one who charts the vision and communicates that to the team. The transformational coach, the one who coaches and motivates and develops leaders so that they operate at a really high level. And the conscious leader the one who is a leader of movements, the one who leads people, the one who influences a wide swath of people and is able to create change. The limited entrepreneur pursues business success at all costs, often sacrificing everything else in the process, sometimes even burning out their health, their relationships, and their sanity. The limitless entrepreneur, on the other hand, takes a holistic approach to their business. They balance all the aspects of their life, including entrepreneurship, health, well-being, family, spirituality, morality, and of course, the state of their mind and body, which come together to provide a supremely strong and well-resourced foundation to create an exponential life of impact, of fun, fulfillment, and freedom. The limited entrepreneur feels like they need to do it all themselves. The limitless entrepreneur builds a team straight away. The ego prevents most entrepreneurs from asking for help because entrepreneurs are so driven, it means that there's a lot that they can do themselves and typically they have a lot of talents. However, just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should do everything. The limitless entrepreneur will relinquish the ego's need for control and will empower others to take responsibility. A limitless entrepreneur duplicates leadership, doesn't hoard leadership. The limited entrepreneur's life revolves around their business. As a result, they have no freedom and their business drains them of energy, of time, of capacity. Eventually, they get resentful and subconsciously sabotage the growth of their business. The limitless entrepreneur has one or more businesses that revolve around their life rather than the other way around. They're in it for the long haul and they take a regenerative, sustainable path to entrepreneurship. The limitless entrepreneur sees the game of money and business as just a game, 
rather than taking it so seriously that it stops being fun. For the limitless entrepreneur, fun, play, and joy are the cornerstones of what they build their life and business on. The limitless entrepreneur is the business owner who loves getting up every morning to go to their business. The limitless entrepreneur is the business owner who loves. The limitless entrepreneur loves getting up every morning to go to their business. They have transitioned from the creator to the manager to the leader. Because to a leader, time and energy is the ultimate value. They love doing what they're doing every minute of every day. They have the systems and the people in place to make sure that all the other necessary tasks are done properly. It's the life that probably all of us imagined when we started our businesses, but that few of us actually achieve. There's sufficient amount of money for the lifestyle that they want, plenty of time to do the things that they want and to spend time with the people that they care about, a sense of agency over their life and their business that allows them to love the life that they've built. I believe that limitless entrepreneurship should be the goal for every entrepreneur. But to step into the identity of the limitless entrepreneur, first, you must do the inner work. Now, if what I just described resonated with you and you are an ambitious, multi-six, seven or eight-figure entrepreneur, and you're ready to become the limitless entrepreneur and scale your business exponentially to the next level without working harder, without sacrificing or stressing more, then I have a special invitation for you. For a limited time, I'm opening the doors to my signature business accelerator program, The Eight Figure Shift, to take you on the inner journey to become the leader who can build and run your dream business. We start by coming up with a massive goal that currently feels unreachable. Reverse engineer the identity of the person who can actually achieve it, then help you become that person. We do this because a linear goal like growing your business two to three X can be achieved by doing more. But if you want to grow 10x in the next 12 months or 24 months, you cannot do it without becoming a completely different, completely different person who thinks 10 times bigger, who makes 10 times more impactful decisions and gets 10 times bigger results. Over the course of the next 90 days, we will systematically upgrade your identity, your mental state and the leverage that you have in your business. And as a result, your business will grow at hyperspeed while you do less in the business and experience more freedom, fun, and fulfillment than you have ever before. More than the money, you will truly be operating at the bleeding edge of your potential with massive levels of self-awareness, integrity, and responsibility. So if this sounds like a journey you want to go on, then go to 8figure shift. That's number 8, F-I-G-S-H-I-F-T dot com, or just click the link in the show notes. Watch the video that covers more about the program and apply to book a free eight-figure shift breakthrough call with me to see if we can help you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at Ani at animanian.com.